In the summer of 1996, I moved from Sittingbourne, Kent, to a one-bedroom apartment in Putney, London. I had gotten a job working for my uncle in the city. Luckily, finding a place to live in London was a breeze back then. I had found a one-bedroom apartment in an old period conversion that was pretty basic, but the rent was relatively cheap. It was a great starting place for me. I remember being so excited to start this new chapter in my life. Fresh meat for London, you could say. On the first day of moving, I had been carrying boxes and furniture up the stairs with the help of my parents, secretly wanting to do it all myself. I've always been that way. Not that I didn't want their help, but I find it easier sorting through, knowing where I place my belongings in the upheaval. But I bit my tongue and let them help, of course. It was something I could tell that my parents wanted or needed to do for me. After we'd finished, I remember standing in the kitchen, drinking a cup of tea with them, sharing a packet of cheap biscuits from the local corner shop. It was my (laughs) payment or reward to them. I got the do's and don'ts of London from Dad, and then, after he'd finished his speech, my mum looked at me, then looked at my dad, and said... Well, we'll leave you to it. She knew my ways all too well. After I'd finished unpacking the last of my things, there was a knock at the door. I didn't give it a second thought to answer. To be honest, I thought it was my uncle, and I was most definitely still in Sittingbourne mode, if you know what I mean. We lived just outside Sittingbourne, rural enough and knew all our neighbours. There would be no reason to be afraid of who might be at the door because it was most likely a relative or family friend. When I opened the door, standing there was an elderly woman. She kind of snapped me into the realisation that I was now living in London and that I didn't really know anybody. Her hair was snow white, pulled back off her face into a tightly wound bun. To me, she looked like perhaps she was a heavy smoker. I say this because her skin texture was really, really dry and I could see deep lines around her mouth. She reminded me of my aunt, who was also a heavy smoker. I guess perhaps she looked maybe older than her actual age. She had the most piercing green eyes that would lock onto yours. I said hello and for quite some time, which was probably seconds but felt like minutes, she didn't say a word, just stared at me in silence. I remember being a bit startled by her sudden appearance. I asked if she needed something. Then she finally spoke. Her voice was soft and gentle and introduced herself as Mrs. Thompson, who was a neighbour from across the hall. When Mrs. Thompson would speak, her face would light up with warmth. She told me that she just wanted to welcome me to the building and offer assistance if I needed anything. I figured she was a harmless, lonely, maybe somewhat nosy elderly woman, so invited her in for a cup of tea. I began to warm to her immediately. Despite her initial, I guess you could say, strangeness, she was kind and gentle. 
and I enjoyed hearing about her experiences living in the building for many years. Mrs. Thompson was a small woman with a thin, wiry frame. The wrinkles around her eyes and face seemed to tell a thousand stories. But if you press too hard, you will be met with hesitancy and she would pull back. She was more inquisitive about my life, where I came from, what my story was, than offering up hers. Any information that she shared with me was mostly vague, nothing that would let me into her past. On many occasions I'd meet her in the hallway. She always wore a pretty simple black dress that seemed to hang off her bony frame and and a pair of black shoes that were well worn but well taken care of. We became fast friends. She always offered advice and support regarding the city whenever I needed it. As the weeks went by, I started to notice some strange occurrences in my apartment. These always seemed to happen after 6pm or overnight during the night. At first, it was just little things, like the television would turn off and on or the volume would suddenly plummet as if you had sat on the remote, but the remote would be in plain sight. I personally brushed it off to some sort of glitch with the wiring. It was an old building. Sometimes the bathroom door would slowly open and very gently close on its own. I thought it was a draft, as you would. But one day, I saw the bathroom door handle slowly being pulled down and then open. There was nobody there. Sure, it freaked me out, but what are you going to tell people you have a ghost? As time went on, these occurrences became more frequent, more unsettling. I would hear footsteps in the hallway outside the apartment when nobody was there. Sometimes I would see a shadow move out of the corner of my eye. The footsteps, I thought perhaps it was sound travelling along floorboards, maybe from outside or a neighbour, and it managed to find its way into my apartment, so that didn't really startle me. The shadows, they were a different story. One night, I woke up to the bed shaking violently. When I realised what was happening, it stopped. I remember sitting up, wide awake, terrified, unsure, if I'm honest, if it was a nightmare or this was happening in real life. Either way, I was now awake. Looked around the room, nobody was there. I would tell mum about the weird things. Dad would laugh, but mum was more concerned. The next week, I received a parcel with a statue of Jesus and some holy water was some sort of religious first aid kit, I guess. There was one man in particular who was a neighbour. He lived next door to me. He always stood out as being particularly creepy. Like Mrs. Thompson, he was elderly, perhaps a bit older than her, maybe late 70s. He had thinning grey hair that was always dishevelled and had a long pointed nose that seemed to nearly touch his upper lip. He lived in the apartment next to mine and I would often see him lurking in the hallway or peering out his window at me when I went for a walk and I couldn't help but feel that he was maybe watching me. Just an odd character. 
everywhere has them. One day, I decided to introduce myself. I thought maybe it would break the ice. I knocked on his door and you could hear shuffling and muttering on the other side. After a few moments, the door creaked slightly open and there he stood, staring at me. I nervously introduced myself and tried to make some small talk, but he just stared at me in silence. I rambled on about how I was new to the area and so on. And while I spoke, it was as if he was trying to read my thoughts or size me up. There was something weird about him lurking behind his cold, empty eyes. He just nodded when I stopped my rambling and said, "Okay." Things became a bit awkward, so I quickly excused myself and hurried back to my own apartment, locking the door behind me. (laughs) I never spoke directly to that man again, and I always made sure to avoid him whenever I saw him lurking in the hallway. Before I would leave the apartment, I would look through the peephole to see if he was there. If he wasn't, all clear. Because of this, I guess I naturally started to pay more attention to his comings and goings, and I found out he did leave the apartment, mostly in the evening times, and then noticed that it was becoming regular that he was bringing people back to the apartment, always very late at night, and half eleven to twelve. I was becoming the peeping Tom of the apartment block. These meetings were, in a word, strange. The walls of the apartment block were quite thin. You couldn't exactly hear all the conversation, but you would hear bits and pieces if someone's voice was raised. If you would like to hear the rest of this listener's paranormal experience, you can find the full episode on our Patreon page. By becoming a patron, you will gain access to exclusive Patreon-only episodes, ad-free main episodes, not to mention you will also be supporting the show and helping it continue. If this is something you're interested in, you can find the link to our Patreon page in this episode's show notes below, or simply go to patreon.com forward slash scary paranormal podcast. Thank you for listening, and make sure that you're following the podcast so you don't miss an episode and join me next time for another episode of scary